Welcome to season two of the Get Set podcast, an old girls entertainment production. We are enthralled to be here talking about our experiences as three women in the TV and film industry and our guests. Today we are talking all about finding your creative passions and how to build and sustain your career using them. We have with us today a very talented filmmaker, friend of ours, Dr. Charles Apong. Yay! Yes, yes, Charles yes, yes. in the building. Thank you, thank you, my old girls, my girls, my ladies. Yeah, um, yes. I appreciate you guys. Um, so I mean, just a little backstory in terms of like how we all met. Charles was in our short film chapters that Monique starred in. Um, you met him before though, right? Because yes, yeah, we met through Monique. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so my other friend Monique, Monique, she she's mm-hmm. gonna be on the podcast. I love mm-hmm. you, Monique. Um. And Charlotte, too. Yeah, me and Monique and Charlotte, we needed to update our acting reels. And so we found a few scenes. We're like, we need a guy. Who are we going to bring on? You knew. What did you know Monique from? Audition. Audition. Wow. Yeah, just... Rose. It was, uh, I forget the uh, cast casting director. Uh, oh, okay. But um, it was an audition, and we were called to, like, say some things, and she sang. And y'all know she sang. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I met her. Wow. And she led me to you and Char at the same time at Char's dad's church. Yes. Where we filmed your reel. Yes. And thank you for that again. Oh my gosh. No, and thank you. It's part of my reel now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So I just think that's super important for anyone out there. You met someone at an audition, mm-hmm. found a connection because mm-hmm. you're both two incredible human beings, exchanged contact info, mm-hmm. and then we met used you on our project and now we met all i mean you met yeah. all of us yeah. and we're just using each other for all of our projects now so yeah yeah uh, be I nice also, in the audition room that people. part that <laughs> yeah. part exactly yeah. i also want to say it's just so funny yeah because we booked monique on <laughs> chapters first and we were like okay we got to find our like we got to find our like romantic lead and so she brought you on and we auditioned well i mean we auditioned him and everything we auditioned you but like we auditioned you for an hour. I don't know if you know that. Oh my god! Well, I did not know that. It was what? an hour. What did you do? audition? Oh, because you had your long monologue. Well, no, we didn't. She gave even, me homework I didn't, for real. For real. No, oh, so that like wasn't even your monologue. That <laughs> hadn't even been written yet. Oh my god! That poem that he reads. Because I was like, oh, it's like yeah. So I was like, here's like another random. I did the Wasteland by T. S. Eliot, which is like so weird, not at all. But anyways, like you have. Per- properly acted it and everything but then I was like bring something else that you would think you know I mean everyone got the script but there was no actual lines written for his character yet and so wow yeah and then you ended up singing I think you sang it a little Mm -hmm. bit and then you performed it Mm -hmm. or or something and it was a freaking hour long what a trooper but he did it like he I mean he sold it within the first like and we're like yeah okay like keep going (laughs) you're like at this point now we are in rehearsal one yeah it's one of those things where I think I told you this in the car a few times when we took these long trips. Yeah. And we go, it's like love at first sight. When you see people who do good work and are about work. So one thing I learned in um, grounding the actor and understanding the need of an actor, I saw that same thing from the director and the producer with Hannah and Jess. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you take it serious when somebody says, hey, I'm going to link you. So so first base is you. Thank you because you saw something in me, whatever. 
And yeah, I mean, you'd be blind not to, but yeah, thank yeah. you. Um, I'll take the credit. Um, <laughs> um, please take all of the credit. And here goes our other colleagues with Monique and Charlotte. And we're working. Mm-hmm. And you saw seriousness, something visceral that was like, okay, this can go somewhere. We need a lead. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know, at the time I wasn't, right now I'm SAG eligible mm-hmm. because of that project. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I did a project with Lil Nas X and vitamin water. Mm-hmm. And that's what led to all that. But that voucher led to that. Wow. So literally just like a closed mouth doesn't get fed, but doing good work is just as important, but also having good character means yeah. a lot. Because we so, talked about that a lot on set for chapters too. We talked a lot about being SAG and being SAG eligible yeah. and what that meant mm-hmm. and how long everyone's journey is different, but how long should you stay eligible before you join union? But at least being eligible, you have the option to do both. Correct. Um, and it does, it does open doors for sure. Yeah. The whole FICOR thing. And all. so here I am not even understanding it. I, I feel like, um, I don't really, and now, even today I didn't, and I still don't care. We're on strike right now, right? Like mm-hmm. WGA took a strike and SAG, uh, joined the rap in solidarity. However, I don't care about unionizing or being non-union as much as I do care about uh, what the writer or what the actor or what the cast or what the production needs, because that's what's going to lead to all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like some people like, what do you do for what's your why? Some people, you know, want to make a buck. Most actors don't. You're re- Yeah, you're really about making connections and working with good people 100%. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Yeah. Because if, I, if I'm not able to act today... I have good friends, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 you are. So I feel like that's what happened. We had a real connection. You yeah. Know? And then after that came <laughs> a connection. She told me that Hannah said that uh, she fell in love with me. And I, it's funny, like, that's something that I use, like, even with guys, right? Yeah. It, it just goes across the board. Like, we are playing ball, and it's just like you fall in love with one another's spirit. You become, yeah. you know, yeah. the best of friends in, in different ways. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's what happened. And we've been rocking ever since. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, okay, so we definitely have talked already about our past, <laughs> but let's like get let's get back to our like thematics. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about for in in your in development, like who you are <laughs> officially. Cause mm-hmm. We haven't actually said that yeah, yeah. who you are, like <laughs> where you came from, um, all of that, and then we can kind of mold it into your pre production of like how did you get to where you are now. Okay, I am Charles Opong. Uh, the son of Jones and Rebecca Opong. My parents hail from West Africa. I was born and raised in the city of Los Angeles. So I'm a true Angelino. Uh, when people ask, like, who are you, where are you from? I say I'm Ghanaian. I'm African-American, but I'm Black. But I'm African, right? I'm all of them. Um, I speak a little bit of the native tongue in West, from West Africa and Ghana called Tree. Um, I went to, I didn't really switch schools. We were, you know, from mid-city Los Angeles, mm-hmm. Adams and Crenshaw, mm-hmm. uh, epicenter of the LA riots. My my mom is a small business owner, yet still is. My dad is a pastor, uh, turned bishop. I'm the wow. third of five. Um, you know, elementary school at 21st School Elementary, Audubon uh, Middle School, shout out to Audubon, then mm-hmm. Dorsey, class of 03. And yeah, I mean, I, my, my, my parents always had this, you know, very stoic, staunch belief in education. And I feel like they pushed that more than they pushed the creative or athletic things that we wanted to do as their kids. Mm -hmm. And so growing up in LA, um, in the mid city, south part of LA, where a lot of gang activity happens, 
Um, I avoided all of it. I was never a part of any gangs, didn't smoke weed, didn't do any of that stuff. Um, but I still got into trouble somehow, somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Well, what you um, said, one of five, right? The third yeah. of five. Third of five. So, yeah, true middle child. Right true now. middle child. Like right in the middle. And I literally have two sisters and two brothers. So oh like, my gosh. Um, I have I a big that. brother, a little brother, a big sister, and a little sister. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you know what I mean? And um, yeah, like my older brother, his name is Warren. But my name is Charles. I'm named after my dad, so I'm the junior. Mm. My dad wanted to dedicate my brother, his name, to um, a man of God who he went to, uh, who, who was his mentor in London. My parents didn't meet in Africa. My parents uh, met in uh, the UK. Wow. Yeah, they met in the UK. So both my brother, my, my older brother, and my older sister Warren and Sharon, were, you know, are from London. They're that's citizens. Cool. And so that's where my mom and dad met. They got engaged, they got married, and they had them there. And then they came here and they had me. And that's kind of where we'll get into it later, but that's kind of where culture shock comes from. Mm -hmm. You know, there's this expectation from the middle child. There's all these things that go into that. So, I mean, that's who I am. I, you know, uh, went to Dorsey, um, ended up going to Cal State Northridge. Yeah. Uh, I got kicked out, just wasn't getting good grades. <laughs> um, I forged my report card. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> You were you going know, through it. I was going through it. I was going through it. I left Northridge. Um, I had all the jobs. I mean, I shined shoes. I worked at McDonald's. I, um, I cut hair. I'm a barber. And then, because my mom is a cosmetologist mm -hmm. and she owns a beauty supply. So I worked there and cut hair, mm -hmm. worked at McDonald's, then, you know, worked at like Foot Locker, Foot Action, did all that. Then I said, I want to go back and get my education. Did, uh, went, went to West LA College, um, started doing radio over there. Radio is my passion. Wow. And so while I was doing that, I was, I, you know, I would write a lot. So I was like writing these like poor man scripts, um, but I would write scripts for radio. So I majored in communications, came up with a radio show called Chuck Point Radio mm -hmm. uh, with a surname, Charles Chuck, Chuck Point Radio, mm -hmm. and had like two of my other friends tag along, Kiel and Evan, then transferred to Cal State Dominguez Hills, where I majored in communications, PR and advertising and writing and journalism. And so um did all these different internships at like ABC, all these different places, um, Edelman, Saatchi and Saatchi uh, communications companies, and then um, graduated 2012, took like a year off. Then I said I wanted to get back into acting. Mm. And then um, there's that story, very long story, did my master's at Pepperdine University in 2014. It was in a one theater? year program. In education. In education, got it. Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't do any theater or anything like that. Everything for me, I, I kept those separate. Yeah. And so I skipped a few things, but to say the least, I really started acting at like 18, 19. Um, there was a lady, I don't know if she's still around, uh, Sandy Elisi, and they were doing like open casting. It wasn't LA casting. It was, it was something, I want to say it was LA casting. But at that time, I don't think it was casting networks. No, it was called LA Casting. Was yeah, LA Casting. You're right. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. And this lady named Sandy Elisi, and they were having classes. And I just remember maybe one time paying for um, an audition. And it was some grimy stuff. Like, mm. you, you're not supposed to. No. <laughs> you, you never pay to audition. <laughs> never pay to audition. <laughs> Um, but things you learn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. And, you know, being young and yeah. not knowing anything. Mm -hmm. So I remember uh, working at the airport. Then after that, going to go work at Citigroup, uh, which was a passport agency in West L.A. Um, and then 
it was at City Group. There was a young lady by the name of Candace. Shout out to Candace. She, I said, I really want to get into acting. Mm -hmm. I'm 19. I'm about to be 20. And she's, that's like in the summer. And she's like, um, get this book. It's by Keith Wolf. It's called The Right Agent. It's a big yellow book mm -hmm. by Keith Wolf. And so I remember going on Sunset to, ah, forget the name of the bookstore. It's still there. Oh, Samuel French? Yes, it's Sam not French. A, I know. It's so sad. It's it's all, it's on, um, it's not there anymore. I grew I'm, up a block, like a block away from there. I, I, this is a yeah, side note, but it's such a trip. I don't know if I knew that you were LA born and raised like me. Yeah. Like we were literally growing up in the city at the same time. Like I lived in mid city as well. Like Word. that's where I grew up in Hollywood. So like, yeah. So like we were, we grew up in the same, same area. I, which I love those stories when you're blowing. like, wow, like we've been like, you know, I'm almost sure we've driven paths. by each other. Yeah. I mean, like this is so finally. crazy. Positive. Yeah. Positive. Wow. And when my brother went to school, my brother in middle school. Yeah. All um, these names. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know where Dorsey is. I know. Yeah. Where, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All of it. Western of Washington is Koreatown. Mm -hmm. You know, so like the proximity, downtown LA, like the proximity, like I always say LA is a bowl mm -hmm. and everybody knows everybody. So be careful of how you treat one another. Yes. You know, you know what I mean? Um, that's pretty cool though. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, uh, Candace was like, you know, uh, this is how you do it. She said, <laughs> get these manila envelopes. Get uh, go to San French. Yep. Um, and just like apply to all of them. Yeah, you know? I did all of this too. You did yeah, this. this is the old school. This way is the old it. school way. You go there, you get that book, you see where all the agents are listed, mm -hmm. you send them like a a copy of your headshot resume you or like a postcard, yeah. and then you don't hear from anybody. <laughs> You're lucky if you hear from anybody. Yes, yes. I heard from. He's dead now. Shout out to him. He gave me my first shot. He represented a few black actors, um, Morris Chestnut, uh, qu quite a few. Um, more since it was in Boys in the Hood, which is mm -hmm. John Singleton, rest in peace. Uh, one of the reasons why I started doing film. But um, he saw something in me. My first audition was McDonald's. His name is Del Garrick. He was an old guy at that time. He had to be in his 80s, probably pushing 90. Wow. And he was like in this chair. And I remember getting, so I sent everything out, like you yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sent everything out, <clears throat> did the resume, forged the resume. Can I keep it a buck on here? <laughs> I mean, my shirt says pray and all this stuff, but it's just like, We're you know, honest here. We're honest on this podcast. I just got to keep it a thousand on here. Like, um, the road is not rosy. You know, it's hard, especially when you know you're called to it and you really want to do it. And, um, and you're so young and like, you're, or, and even if it's not even like age wise young, I mean, you are age wise young, but it's young in this industry too. You could be 40 and just starting this. And there's like, there's so much to know. That part. Yeah. Absolutely. There was a black Jewish lady by the name of, oh, she was serious. She was not playing. She's one <laughs> of the people. So I sent it out to like 116. Yeah. Sent out like 116 yeah. envelopes. That's like 116 oh resumes. I'm just 16 headshots, and it's like three different headshots. I got with uh, a guy that my guy brother linked me up with. His name is Ryan Forbes. Shout out to Ryan Forbes. And mm -hmm. you know, he, yeah, at that time, it's just like I don't know what the deal was, but I remember like he's just like, yeah, give me 210. Took some really nice headshots. Got them printed out somewhere on Sunset, and um, it was the headshot, the resume. Um, and I remember getting like these like DVDs of the real. Oh my God. 
And these things are expensive to mail. This is very expensive. It's it like three investment. to five dollars to mail each of these. And like, I did not do it for a hundred people. I probably did like twenty. I like, I like picked them. Like, okay, but you, you said like, nobody hit you. <laughs> yeah. But that's why. I mean, like the the numbers are literally one percent. So if like if you send out a hundred, you're probably going to get one response. I sent out twenty. So I, yeah, I think I got like. I don't know. I'm going to be real. I didn't get anybody yeah, getting yeah, me yeah. back. I got someone yeah, from my yeah, showcase yeah. from college. Like when they saw awesome. me in person, I got an agent right away out of college. But um, from the mailers, not, no. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's, um, but it's a beautiful story, though. Mm-hmm. Not hearing back is a beautiful story mm-hmm. because it, it, it puts something in you to where you're like, okay, I got to do something different. Mm-hmm. How do I up the game? What oh, do I do yeah. next? And yeah, um, I forget her name. But I got it from Rod Baron Entertainment, Dale Garrick International, um, that lady, and another person. I chose three of them, and all three of them represent me. Represented me. One of them dropped me. It was a black Jewish lady. She didn't play. I wanted a McDonald's commercial. Um, like as soon as like she wanted to represent me, I remember I got my like my first audition based off of a headshot. Mm. And. Um, my girlfriend at the time, Laura, I remember I was bro. When you start acting most time, you know, and then you just like, you know, slash college student, you're, you're hungry, you're frail, you're skinny, you're broke. You're not eating. You're not, you know what I mean? You're malnourished. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, um, I just remember like just not being on time, not taking it serious. You're mm-hmm. passionate. Somebody may say, oh, you're not on time. So you're not serious. No, you're serious. You just don't have that experience. And you need somebody to punch you in the face a little bit. She did that. And she dropped me. She was mm-hmm. like, oh, you were late to your audition. Bye, you're gone. I was never late to an audition after that. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And thank you to her. I mean, because you learned that lesson real oh, yeah. quick. Yeah. Oh, yeah, real quick. She's on La Brea. She's right there. She's on La Brea. And um, what's that sweet? Wilshire. Oh, yeah. Oh, in, wow. In, in that ready building. And mm-hmm. like she, yeah, like there's agents who are either just starting out. Most of them are not. And there are agents who have like super skin in the game. Mm-hmm. And you and just your thought, agent should have skin. I mean, your agent does have skin in the game. You are their skin in the game, you know. Big fact. So if they're not taking nice. you serious, That's then true. what are the, what are they doing? They work for you. Mm-hmm. You're the employer. Mm-hmm. It's not that they're your employee, but that's the dynamic, at least. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I, I, and I remember not things not going too well with uh, with uh, this Nets agent, Rod Barron, and. Um, I think, I think I was kind of like it's like a player who sits on a bench and wasn't getting in the game, and I just remember pushing a button like, "Hey, when am I gonna get something?" And I just remember going into his office and you know mm-hmm. I was having a talk, and then after that he was just like, "All right, yeah, Charles, don't don't, don't worry." We we at the time my name was Chuck Jones, it was my radio name. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so what a different personality. Yeah. <laughs> something told it's like the alter ego, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, it's just Chuck Jones being, you know, just, yeah, those days. It, it's, it didn't work out there, mm-hmm. to say the least. And he's glad, and I'm glad it didn't work out there. And so I'm just like, I don't think this is for me. And then I just remember doing a lot of self-submissions. Mm-hmm. I was on a hustle, mm-hmm. super hustle. Anything that was on, and, you know, I had the premium uh, account, you know, mm-hmm. with LA Casting and um, I'm on Actors Access, mm-hmm. Casting Frontier, um, Casting Networks, and I'm self-submitting. And then I have, you know, two agents at the time, and I'm going for it. And I did everything, all the student films, you name it. Yeah. And theater was where I landed. One, of, I want to say one of my first 
roles. Mm -hmm. And I was just doing theater around Hollywood. I feel like everything at the time felt like it was meant to be. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'm here. Three projects, five projects, 10 projects. Um, I was auditioning like a madman. I, I was just getting called to auditions. Um, then I got called for a feature film at the film school Chapman University. Mm -hmm. Great school Great to school. do projects for. I mean, it's, you know, it's of, of course, yes, it's USC, UCLA, but Ch yes. I mean, if you can drive to Orange County or if you're from Orange County, Chapman is, uh, yeah, they have a great film program and Say it's, it's wonderful to, to get opportunities there. I've done films with, with them too. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Cause I went to school at Cal State Fullerton. So that was like right. very close by. Right. <clears throat> sweet, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a film, student film directed by Brian Garson, produced by Kristen Howard. I do not know how you remember all these names. This is, you yeah. got a Rolodex in your mind that you just flip through and pull it out. My memory is unfair. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it like, I, I, I remember things from when I was like two, three, believe it or not. Yeah. So yeah, I just remember, you know, that was my first feature film. So mm -hmm. I was doing stage, um, features, and then I was, um, no commercials yet. I was doing a lot of student films. And during um, this time, did you get any um, like classes or anything? Like, have you had any like formal training? That was point? my class. Going to these auditions and yeah. doing these student films was my class. Yeah. I never went to acting school. I didn't go to film school. Just like trial by fire. <laughs> exactly. Part of me wish wishes I would have, but then, and this is not a chip on the shoulder, but part of me was just like, I don't have time. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I, I was like, I don't have time. I don't want to... I don't want to miss it. Try by fire. Let me throw myself in there. If I hit, I hit. If I miss, I miss. You just got to be good at taking notes, which you are. Mm -hmm. So you have to be professional. You have to be kind, and you have to be and you have to be able to pivot in the room. You can't yeah. be like so married to your choices that you don't collaborate. Well, and that's something. <clears throat> that's why we had a freaking hour long on <laughs> yeah, You love to collaborate. Is, you love. You're, oh, you're like I'm up for it. Oh. Well, and I'm like. You know, whenever I direct and like audition someone specifically, I'm like, okay, how can we like make, you know, I'm directing you like when I direct you, I'm like, okay, like even if it's not necessarily like a quote unquote like obvious choice, I'm like, okay, how do we like see if this person can take direction basically? Mm -hmm. Right. And I mean, you do, that's one of the things that's why, I mean, we, and that, you know, I mean, that's why we like did that hour long is just to like, see if we like connected and everything Thank you. on the, on the direction. You guys just having fun at a certain point. And yeah, just, like, totally. Really totally. Hard. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. doesn't feel like an audition. And then, you know, these, um, these personalities tend to mesh and bond in um, very special ways. And so mm -hmm. uh, what happened with us, me, when Hannah on that call is very similar to what happened like right after the audition with myself and Monique. Mm -hmm. That's what happened with myself and Peter J. Eaton, who I was in my first, and I was an extra in here, but I was with Danny Trejo, the Danny Trejo. Mm -hmm. um, and it was my first ever film. And um, it's called Necessary Evil. So if you search it, oh, look wow. it up. I, I, I might have to run a clip <clears throat> again or something like that. I didn't but, know that. Yeah, I'm going to go find it. Yeah. <laughs> Peter J. Eaton, Necessary Evil, 2008 it was released. We shot it in 2007 in downtown in the... Uh, fashion fruit district like uh -huh. in that area and um it was really cool i was on set for like three days uh, of the three days i shot twice and they had me around for like the first day i shot uh the second and third day and um it was really cool i was one of the guards um and trejo never gonna forget my experience with him he he told me that an actor is just an extension of who you are 
you don't act. You just reach into, it may be a situation that's going to happen. So you kind of reach into the future, into things when it comes to not method acting, but just grounding yourself in the truth of whoever it is you are at that time. Yes. I'm a guard. I got an all black cargoes, the black turtleneck. And <laughs> um, certain parts of this film is cheesy. You know, it's just like a horror uh, type of uh, sci-fi. Okay. And um I just remember just like being on break and he and I not like eating crafty and we're just sitting like in this dark room and we're, we're, we're waiting for the next set and he's talking to me. And I'm just like, I've seen this guy in Con Air and like all this. I'm mm -hmm. like, this is Danny Trejo, you know what I mean? And I was honored and privileged and I thank God because that didn't have to happen. But every time I act with Jessica Payne. It's like being with Danny Trejo all over. <laughs> You out. It's like being with Danny Trejo all over again. It, 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 it's it's so Peter J. Eden. <laughs> you out for that one. Peter J. Eden is the director of that, and so when I'm with Jess, she she told me this like you know once or twice over. I don't let things you know get to me. I keep them, and I'm just like they said. This is who you are. Um, raise your level up based mm -hmm. on what they appreciate of you and from you. Mm -hmm. And Peter, I always ask, this is one thing I always, I take inventory. Mm -hmm. So after an audition or if I get booked, I was like, how many people audition for this? <laughs> yes, yeah, the casting, the band, yeah. you know, um, a Volvo commercial. What are my numbers? That part, you feel me? And mm -hmm. I have to ask him, I was like, uh, Peter, he was just like, um, I auditioned about 350, 400 to the call back. For a guard. Yeah, mm -hmm. for a guard. And two, two three, I want to say it was about three of us that made it. Um, wow. But, black, you know, black guys finish last. And so he was just like, I wanted you because you took direction well. And I told you to do one thing and you did a few other things that I didn't ask for, but you did things that guards do. I had never been a security guard in my life or an, an agent or whatever. Mm -hmm. but, um, I just did that. You tapped into whatever that essence was that they were mm -hmm. looking for. I love that. Tapped in. Yeah. And so this... Um, and I'll just reverse again, but when I hear what Peter said, and then I hear what Hannah or Jessica would say, like, oh, we had fun and you took direction well, mm -hmm. it's this thing that just keeps repeating as you get older, as you age and you're hearing this and it's just like, they said, I took direction well. And then yeah. you go and you do your acting in the mirror and you're like, keep doing that. Whatever you're doing, just keep doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, so don't get too big for your bridges, mm -hmm. stay grounded. Um, like just that humble is not even like just stay below that. I, like even if when you make it, just say you haven't made it. I don't. I think we were saying this earlier. I don't. I look forward to, but I don't care about joining the union. I care about joining the union, but not in ways that people are like. I gotta make it. Like at one point, people were like I want to buy my way into the union. What five words do I have to say on this commercial to make it into the mm -hmm. union type of thing? <clears throat> it's not that. Just keep doing work. Mm -hmm. You know, De Niro said, it's just like, no, just stay low level. Stay that, yeah, be, joining the union. I mean, I'm a huge union person, but like that can't be the destination because that, that isn't mm -hmm. the work. Like you said, like that, because then once you join, you tell the universe, okay, I'm good now. And it's like, I need to work way past, you know, this is, you know, step one. I do think people will have questions about why you have the doctor title in front of your name. So I want to, yeah. How, how did that journey go from being someone who 
like you said, got what kicked out of season and then to being a doctor um, and how, you know, and I know you've had a huge journey with that, with your dissertation and everything and how that's really fueled what you're passionate about and how you're transitioning into this new, you know, not new, but how you're progressing in your career. So take us through it. Okay. Doctor. (laughs) It always sounds sweet. And one thing I would say is like, if you don't know me, based on the context and the environment, it's like, you, you're going to call me doctor. Like, that's a, that's a demand, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like, no, put some respect on my name. Like, my driver's license literally says doctor. You Well, you, it's something that, like, anyone who has that title has worked so incredibly yeah, hard for. It. Yeah. Hell and high water. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I didn't want to be an actor. <laughs> I wanted to go to the NBA. It's just like, you know, um, something that we dream about in the playground. Mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, but it's just like, you know, the Lord led me into other places and um, my mom and dad didn't have a blueprint for me, for their children, for any of the five of us. It was like, we just want you guys to be good people and do good work and do good things. And their blueprint was them, mm-hmm. hardworking um, immigrants who made it in America. Mm-hmm. And so for me, the bachelor, like even just getting a bachelor's degree was big, mm-hmm. you know, because when you look at that sample population of those who made it out of Dorsey, who um, either wanted to lead a life of crime, become gangbangers or whatever the case may be, um, I went from high school through the EOP program, shout out to the EOP program and affirmative action. Uh, and if anybody's paying attention to anything in the Supreme Court or policy, which just got overturned, just like other things are getting overturned and, you know, here in America, yeah. right? It's like, um, yeah, the EOP program, USC Upper Bound, I mean, I did all of them. And then it's funny enough, I was at Chapman University as a first step when I was in middle school and I stayed on campus for about six weeks at Chapman University in the EOP program for a college prep program. Oh, wow. And so um, that was kind of like a little full circle moment mm-hmm. doing the film over there. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, um, West LA College, matriculated from there, and then went to uh, Cal State Dominguez, um, 09, got out of there in 2012, shout out to Toros, and then did Pepperdine University Graduate School of Education and Psychology. Uh, 2014 to 2015, I didn't want to do a credential program. I felt like it was going to take longer. So I did a master's in education psychology. And that degree doesn't exist over there anymore. Um, and then I took a year off and big shout outs to my wife, Esther. She's really the battery in my back to say, you should go get your, your master's. And I went and did that. And then she said, well, you're not doing nothing right now. And at the time I was like, um, putting off sending auditions and stuff out. And that was like that last era around like I'm gonna say 2012, 13 where we were sending things out in the manila envelopes before mm-hmm. things fully went digital. Oh yeah. And so I went back to acting again. So from 07 is when I like first started acting. Then I came back again once I finished my bachelor's degree 2012 and around like 2012, 13, I remember like <laughs> doing like the old spice commercials that Mustafa was doing, you know, on a horse and everything <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. The, you know, the horseman or whatever and just um doing some of these parodies and doing reels and like sending them out and uh, doing sketch comedy, doing improv, 
just like, you know, just staying in the work somehow, somehow yeah. doing stage and uh, tag models uh, took me on. And then they were in the same building as Pantheon, which is a major agency. Mm -hmm. And um, I wanted to get picked up, pick, picked up by Pantheon, but Tag picked me up and Tag ended up dropping me. So I got dropped a few times. Mm -hmm. I got dropped. And that was after the mm -hmm. bachelor's, went on to do the master's and then um, graduated. And then um, I said, let me just focus on education. So I went to go teach. And I taught at, I taught elementary, I taught middle school. And um, I was doing uh, uh, lots of TA work at the university I was at, Pepperdine. Mm -hmm. And then once I graduated in 2014, with my master's in education, I went on to do the EDD, the um, uh, global, um, the uh, um, the EDD and organizational leadership at Pepperdine University in 2015, and I stayed at Pepperdine for, for five, six six years. And during that time, that's when I really started taking acting and branding who I was as an actor more serious, and just really. Uh, uh, putting aside like the old identity of Chuck Jones and being true and authentic mm -hmm. to myself and my last name as an African man, Charles Opong. Mm -hmm. And so um, my agent now, uh, and I, I love this man to life and his wife um, of an artist uh, located in Woodland Hills. And he, mm -hmm. I, I, I've never booked this much ever. Mm -hmm. And it was in 2016. So fast Rewind. So in 2015, uh, started the uh, in 2015, got married. So mm -hmm. the year I graduated with my master's, um, I asked Esther to marry me. So we got engaged. In 2015, we got married. We had a honeymoon baby. The we had a you know, we got busy in the honeymoon, and then <laughs> baby came um, um, less than a year after we got married. We got married uh, August. So celebrating marriage anniversary August, but we did the wedding in December, uh, a few days before Christmas, that was December 19th. And then fast forward uh, September, uh, fast forward August, I was in the program, the organizational leadership program at Pepperdine. And then um, my son was born um, a few, my son was born the week I started, did the orientation at Pepperdine oh, August, wow. and my son was born on Tuesday, September 6th, and I started the doctoral program September 8th on a Thursday. So my son was literally like this, this thing happened where my son and the program started at the same time. Mm -hmm. So it's like life fully started for me at that time. That's massive. You know what I mean? Being and a so, new parent and starting a doctorate program. And then just for the people at home, what, what's your doctorate in? Global leadership and change management with a focus in socioeconomics, econo economics, and social social studies. So I'm a social scientist. Yes. And so studying cultures and people and money. Which is everything yeah. that a filmmaker needs to know. To do. <laughs> right. Like you need you need the marketing, you need the branding, you need the business side, which you mm -hmm. have. And then you also need to know, you know, who people are because how you can mm -hmm. authentically represent them in the filmmaking and the stories you tell. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. You don't know how much work you're going to do when you get a part. You just have to have your mind like this, like this, this part of your mind open, this part of your mind, you know, this part of your mind open, you know, this is where you dream, you know, the back of your mind, you know, uh, like the hippocampus is where all these different things take place. These thoughts, these dreams, 
And that's how I started writing. But I feel like uh, people like Shonda Rhimes uh, helped, me, helped me to become a better writer because it's like, it's funny, medical doctor, right? When you watch Grey's Anatomy, mm-hmm. uh, what the longest running uh, primetime drama Maybe. ever, I think, or something like that. Wow. But it's just like just watching that while I'm in the doctoral program uh, and just studying that and then just watching like things like Masterclass helped me to become a better writer mm-hmm. academically. Mm-hmm. Crazy, but also helped me to become a better writer structurally. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about a three-part script, a three-act, as to how this goes and, and where an arc should go. Arc can go at a different place at the beginning of the middle, at the end of the middle, or sometimes it's at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but just understanding that from just watching television and growing up watching television and watching great writers like her. I feel like a great writer oftentimes will make for a great director. <laughs> As he looks at Jessica. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have to transcribe Not that. so subtly. <laughs> I, I would like to think that I feel like um, I like acting more than I like writing and directing, but it's nothing like writing because you're creating the story and you already start editing how it's going to look, you know, mm-hmm. in post-production when you write and so on and so forth. Um, but just to conclude the, the this idea of what the doctoral degree is in and how long it took and everything like that, long story short, there's um, six years of working it. Started off as an EDD, so EDD is more of a practice degree, uh, a practice doctoral degree in that um, people, you know, will become either professors or principals or administrators with an EDD. And I switched over from the EDD because I wanted to do theory. I wanted to do the research and write the research that an EDD would otherwise practice in a classroom mm-hmm. or in an institution or in an organization. So I went on to do a PhD in global leadership and change management with a focus on uh, economics and socioeconomics and understanding First and foremost, understanding the study of uh, black people. Uh, black people and African people are different, but they're the same. But not all black people come from Africa, something I've literally just learned. Indigenous people come from all over the earth. They're not solely just from Africa. And so uh, that along with um, the study of money and the color of money and how money looks and money looks different. And now we're starting to see this. Money is like literally one color in our industry in acting, right? In, in, in filmmaking, WGA and SAG are literally on strike right now for uh, unpaid and unfair wages. Mm-hmm. And looking at that too, like this, this, this research I would like to do on that too, but uh, I would otherwise just you know beg to say that this is a lot of the uh, passion and excitement I have with doing this you know academic part of my life with being a researcher. Uh, but I think I enjoyed equally um, as being a creative, being an actor, being a filmmaker mm-hmm. and understanding that part too. Um, and I'm all about love and bringing people together mm-hmm. and understanding where everybody comes from. And in that before we leave this earth, we, we somehow need to have the legacy of love. Like, Oh, this is what this person did for me. And this is the legacy that this person leaves. And I find myself, um, somehow like either being chosen for roles like that, I would like to think that 99% of my roles have some grounded purpose of love. I, I mean, even for instance, like the what we did, you know, like even the romantic part of things that Jess wrote, it's just like, 
like you feel and you see life in there. It's not for nothing. You're not going to watch that and just not feel nothing when you're mm -hmm. done. You're going to feel something from that. Mm -hmm. And I, and I like to, I appreciate being, being a part of that. Yeah. I, I will turn down a role that isn't going to make, if it doesn't make me feel something, I know for sure it's not going to make anybody else feel anything because I'm not going to act it well because I'm, I'm not feeling anything from it. Mm -hmm. But Diego's role, I feel something. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That was his character name in Chapters. And yeah, yeah. so in Chapters, like I, I had this very toxic um, relationship with another character. Um, and then I'm reliving and looking back on the past on this wonderful romantic relationship that I, you know, I had with Diego, Charles's character, where I was well taken care of and I was loved and it, it, there was happiness and light. And mm -hmm. that's, yeah. I, I can imagine that that's a through line that you get cast for, which totally makes sense with the changing of your name from Chuck to Charles. Like Charles <laughs> is like so much more romantic and like, you know, really just like the sound of it. And because, yeah. yeah, I just studied, you know, I did like Shakespeare studies and we studied language and words a lot. And so like the, just the sound of Chuck versus the sound of Charles, it like, it just describes you. I think it describes you more, Aww. but obviously a radio personality, Chuck Jones, like, yeah. that's, like that is spot on. <laughs> that is spot on. But yeah. now in your life, like this is perfect for your journey and where you are for Thank sure. You. Thank you. And journey is just like, I, I, I feel like I've been enjoying the ride. Yeah. Not taking everything too serious. Yeah. You know, and all this, yeah, like you say, you're you are a filmmaker, so you you do acting, directing, writing, producing, and all of, you know, you've worked so hard. I mean, you're you are young, and you've had so much experience and so much knowledge and so much education, and it's I think uh, I mean, speaking for myself, but also I feel like a lot of our listeners too were, you know, we're riding out this journey, and sometimes we don't always see where our choices or our side jobs, or our education line up with where we're going to end up. But at least, you know, at least this example with you, like this fits in perfectly. Yeah. With your feel, world. I feel like you, I don't know, you embody like passion and play. You know what I mean? Like you're not taking everything so, or not necessarily not taking it seriously, but I think you allow for mistakes or for grace for yourself of like, okay, like, that didn't work. Let's uh, do something else. Or like, ah, oh, I don't know about that one. Let's try it. You know what I mean? Like there's always just like a, a sense of like trying for something new or different. Um, but, but really letting your, your passion like lead, lead through it, which is why we, you know, are calling it creating your passions. Mm -hmm. Sweet. So what are you tell people about what you've been working on? Mm -hmm. Culture shocked. Yes. Which is, which is coming soon. Digit. <laughs> no, Culture Shock coming soon. Um, it's a uh, series, right? It's a series. It's a mixtape series. And I say it's a mixtape series from the mind of, it's like the mad scientist, but from the mind of Dr. Charles O'Pong. Mm -hmm. Aside, you know, it's just like starring Charles O'Pong, created by Charles O'Pong, but it's just like Char's written two episodes of it. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. So Charlotte, Charlotte um, Williams Roberts, another best friend of ours. Mm -hmm. She's going to be on the show as well. Mm -hmm. I did not know she wrote two episodes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love Charlotte so yeah. much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Love Charlotte. Big shout outs to Charlotte Williams Roberts. She is an extraordinary human being. Absolutely. To say the least. Yeah. Culture Shock, the mixtapes is a precursor to the Culture Shock. And... 
my good friend Jessica Payne has directed one episode thus far, and she will be directing many more. Um, I see side eyes, Jessica. Yeah, that part. You got a side eye. Very yeah. loving side yeah, eyes. Very loving side eyes. She knows how we do. Um, yeah, like we almost uh, we're in 2023 now, so the ending of 2021. Yeah, about two years um, in the making. Uh, nobody's seen anything yet. Every now and again, I'll uh, speak about it, you know, to my very inner circle mm-hmm. of folks. But um, I'm just really treating it with a great deal of delicacy, uh, tender love and care because mm-hmm. it's a, you know, it's kind of a spinoff of my life, but it's more so of a spinoff of the things that either I've thought or I've gone through or I have been a fly on the wall and seen other people go through. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Monique, she isn't one of them. Yes, uh, I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a little hurt. All my everybody's nah, nah, been in trick. it. No, no, no. I know my parts yeah, in there somewhere. We, I know. Yeah, yeah. We. No, I'm we, just kidding. Nah. I support all of you guys. I mean, but you know, we we've kind of been saying here and there. We can, but it's just like uh, going into this one, and I really want to make sure that I ground how I slate short form content going into the mm-hmm. second mixtape because I really wanted to come off as a mixtape. Mm-hmm. So very. So like each episode could stand alone, but it's part of a series. Yes, absolutely. That's yeah. what it is. Each episode stands alone. It's nonlinear. Mm-hmm. And so these characters don't live on. Right. Um, the episode, we don't use chopsticks, uh, which comes off very offensive, but that's the point. It's provocative in that society feels one way. These two types of people shouldn't be together because they're two what, races, nationalities, whatever, ethnicities. And so um, there's this push for me as um, this man who's in love with his Chinese and Filipino girlfriend Mm -hmm. and who engages to her. But uh, his sisters, one of them played by uh, Charlotte Williams Roberts, Mm -hmm. is like, what did you just bring home? Why does she look like that? No, we're not having it. And so, you know, I don't want to give everything away, but that's just one of the episodes. But Culture Shock is a play on um, the things that we socially and mentally Except, but we are otherwise conflicted about mm. and, and and also don't know how to handle, right? The state of being culturally shocked when you land in a place and everybody speaks a language and you don't, there's a culture shock, but there has to be a culture shift. You have to find some way and mean to uh, relate. Um, I have to give a big shout out to Carlos Sanchez because uh, he worked very closely with me, I want to say on three, if not four of the episodes, but we have finished the first mixtape and we have uh, just like a running scene or something like that to mm-hmm. shoot for the episode that Jessica has directed, which I have to say, this is no, this is no slight to all the other ones that we've done y'all no slight, but I, I'm really excited about this one because there was a fight choreo involved and there was a lot of time and planning in that. And I've never done fight choreo. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm just like, you know, really excited, especially, you know, coming off the back of doing chapters with y'all, Jessica directing this, you know, it's my second time being directed by her, but third actually, because we have a proof oh, of concept. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yes, yes, a yeah. bomb proof of concept. Yeah, bomb. Um, so, yeah. and I, it, this just speaks. Well, I do want to shout out. Yeah. Um, Charles 
Uh, or oh my gosh, I did that again. Carlos yeah. Sanchez. Carlos. It, I always do that. I know. When I get you two together, it's like, okay, check, uh, you, uh, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> hermano. It's my guy. Carlos Sanchez, who um, did an episode with us, he is a director of photography, also director of cinematography. Yes. Yeah, he's on season one. Go back yep. and listen to his, I, I think it's like episode two or four. It's in the first couple episodes of yeah. our season one. And uh, yeah, he's incredible. Yeah. And yeah, the one of the themes here has become be a nice person because your friends yeah. will keep coming you back for work. Yeah. Be a, be a good person. Be easy to work with. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, be prepared, be professional, be, be talented. But I mean, we... All of us, us, Charles, Monique, Charlotte, like we instantly gravitate towards each other. Instantly. Um, and we look for things. We see scripts and we're like, oh, sh- they'd be great for this. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, you know, who's going to shoot this? Well, then we need to call Carlos today. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, like yeah. it's, yeah, your your people will will find you and you will find your people. But you have to, like you said, you have to put in the work um, and be open to collaborating yeah. and it's all about connections. Yeah. Connecting and connecting with other people. And again, I feel like too, I mean, we're all in different stages, but we've always said like, yes, you can network vertically, but networking horizontally, because that's how we're all getting work right now is like through each other and like being able to practice our craft and everything on the same level. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we all like will rise and, and fall together and stuff. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Hopefully not fall. Yeah, yeah we'll, just rise. <laughs> yeah. we'll just rise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A little trip-ups here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you want people to – is there anything else you want to plug? Uh, or I know we have your Instagram handle where people can find you. Yeah. Uh, Instagram. These days I'm simplifying, you know, what it is that I'm putting out. And because there's so much I don't want to say and do and speak too much, you know, um, on the internet about all that's coming. I really want everything to kind of live in one place and I'm kind of figuring out the uh, PR, branding related mm-hmm. things that I feel like other people should handle. I mean, you guys know this mm-hmm. you know, from from doing this um, awesome podcast. And I just want to say before we even get off, like I really love and appreciate you guys for doing this podcast, putting the information out there, allowing all of us, right, past, present, and future people who are going to be on the Old Girls mm-hmm. um, Get Set podcast because information is everything, you know, and it leads you to who you know, because truthfully, it's not about what you know. You can have information, but it's about who you know. Mm-hmm. And so I just thank you guys, you know, for even having me on here. But yeah, Dr. Charles O'Pong on Instagram. Yeah. yeah, and we'll link it in the show notes. Yeah, definitely. And I want to say, too, um, thanks for coming on and, like, sharing your story as well because this isn't a unique story from what we've heard. Totally unique. You know, before, the fact that you haven't, um, or, you know, at least when you were starting out, you hadn't had, like, any, um, you know, training, like, you formal. Know, formal training. Yeah, I was, like, I was going to say proper training. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> Uh, formal training or anything and yet you're still you were still able to succeed like you know so much and like one of the biggest things that especially as like an actor again obviously the reason why you're getting these these roles is because you're being like you're open to direction and you know you're really just all about like taking in whatever um is thrown at you 
Thank and you. being able to work with it. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Greg Braun, mm -hmm. new collective uh, acting studio. He was referred to me by uh, my agent, Chris Ahuja and uh, Maggie Wynn. Greg Braun gave me some of the final elements that I need from Susan Batson. And I've, I, I just started going back to like, not going back, but I've just started like acting classes. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the work that I brought in when we did chapters, mm -hmm. um, comes from Greg and the stuff that I have been doing with you and we've been doing with Shara and all, you know, with Culture Shock mm -hmm. that we're, we're going to do going into the second mixtape because I, I already have you written slated for the second mixtape. So <laughs> yeah, you have work. Yeah. Yeah. You got work. We're going to get to work. <laughs> um, but yeah, Greg Braun, um, I love and respect this man because he, he takes his time with actors and um, I have to plug the new collective acting studio. Yeah. Um, they just had, they just created another one. Um, I'm going to say it's on Melrose or whatever, but if you type in new collective on Google or on Instagram, you'll find it. Um, and I found it to be very helpful. And so working with Greg the past, I want to say two years has been everything like just yeah. some of these ticks and layers and just really, uh, preparing yourself before you prepare and then which will prepare you to read, which is going to prepare you to do what we do, which is act. And so I appreciate Greg. I appreciate my agent. Thank you guys. Um, thank y'all. Yeah. Shout out to Hannah. Yes. Yeah. Shout out to Hannah. Miss you girl. Keep doing it. Keep killing it. I'm proud of you. And um, yeah, I love my old girls. Yay. We love you. Yeah. You are, we are forever filmmakers together and yes. friends and yes. uh, yeah, you've been such a blessing in our lives as well. So this is, yeah, thank you for coming on. It's always great to thank hang you. with you. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Yay. Well, thanks so much. Um, <laughs> now go get set. Don't leave me. If you want more Get Set podcast content, join us at patreon.com slash oldgirlsentertainment for as little as $1 a month. See you there.